0: You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. We're going to go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and I'm going to talk on a subject, and this is kind of the start of a series, and I'm telling you, I'm preaching to the choir this morning because you guys know this. But I hope we got some online listening that it's going to encourage our hearts to keep on. We've got to keep on going. And so I'm going to talk this morning on we're too grown to quit. We're too grown to give up. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 23 is where we're starting. We're going to the King James Version. By faith Moses, when he was born was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid, come on, y'all, of the king's commandment. They weren't afraid of the king's commandment. Verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Get it? Number 25, choosing rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Verse twenty-five or 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. I want you to mark that word, endured. Come on, you might want to underline that, because we're going to deal with that. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him Who is invisible? Sometimes you got to look past the visible and endure. Because if you get to looking at the visible, you're going to quit. If you look at the invisible, it'll keep you going on. Because you're seeing something that not everybody sees. You, You understand what I'm saying? So, by faith, through faith, he kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. In other words, if he hadn't have seen the invisible, guess what? He got destroyed right along with the Egyptians. Come on, y'all. I I, I believe it's going to help us this morning because by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do also drown. So, I want to tell you, the devil can't go where you're headed. Oh, y'all missed a good place to shout right there. The devil cannot go where you're headed. Because every time he gets ready to cross, he's going to drown. Mm. Now, I want to go back and I want to read these scriptures in the NIV. Because I want you to get the version that, kind of what I want to talk about. So we're going to go back to 23, 23, and we're going to read it in the NIV. Is that right? By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. King James Version says prophet proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. They were not afraid. Of the king's command. You got to be. You got to get over your fear. To go into 2022. You got to get rid of fear. to Because you're going to wind up. Obeying something. That you shouldn't have obeyed. You're going to get. Um, verse 25 says. Choose by faith. Moses when he had grown up. This is what I wanted. To, the, the, by our King James version says, "When he come to years." I like this NIV because it says, "When he grew up." Amen. When he was grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he was so, I want y'all to get that, and I want you to mark this: grown up, because you're too grown up to quit. Oh, so verse twenty six. He is steaming the or choosing verse twenty five. Go back to twenty five. Choosing, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He he decided he was would rather get mistreated with God. Come on. So many times we don't want to go through anything because. We think we're too holy to be mistreated. It might not be a God thing if we get mistreated. Verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. He didn't just feel like he could do the same things that everybody else was doing because he was looking to a greater reward than enjoying the pleasures of sin for the season. Let's go on. Verse 27. By faith he left Egypt, fearing the king's anger, he persevered. King James Version said he endured because he saw him who was invisible. Now you see where I got too grown up to quit. He endured. He persevered. He kept on striving. He kept on going. He had been taught by his parents not to give up not to quit. Although the king said it's not supposed to be this way, we're going to do it anyway. We know this is no ordinary child. We know that we don't have just the same thing everybody else has. So we're not going to do the same thing everybody else does because we're not called to the same thing that everybody... Does that make sense? So you understand why 2022 is going to be your new year, your different year, because you're not going to start this year like everybody else started. It. You're not even going to concentrate on The same things, the same things that's important to other people are not going to be important to you because of where you are headed and what you are seeing is going to make an impact on how you get there. So you got to keep your eyes on the invisible in 2022. You can't get your eyes on the visible because if you get your eyes on the visible, you're going to quit. Does that make sense? So how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? I'll tell you how Moses did it. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Go ahead to 20, 28. He left Egypt. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of, Egypt, of Israel. Now I want you to understand what he did. By faith, he kept Passover. Mm, And the application of blood. He applied the blood. mm, Come on. You can't just do the same thing everybody else has been doing in 2022. You have to wake up every morning, and you have to make sure uh, the blood of Jesus uh, is still covering your family. uh, It's still covering your life. Uh, Apply it over again. You say, I don't have to worry about it. It's already been applied. Well, just make the provision. uh, you get up every morning. If you have to do communion every day, do it, because you're headed somewhere where nobody else is willing to go. You're headed to a place. So he kept Passover. He kept the application of the blood, lest so that what was touching Egypt, come on, would not touch Israel. How many like to see what's touching Egypt right now? Not touching you. Not touching your family. Not touching your loved ones. By faith, verse 29, let's go there. The people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. So I want to tell you again, in 2022, the devil can't go where you're going. This is the first service of the year 2022 of the year of habitation, and where you're staying, Satan can't come. Where you're going to be hiding, Satan can't copy, can't come to you. The only way Satan will ever get to you is if he can call you down to his level. Because you're so far above and beneath. Because as long as you're under the blood of Jesus Christ, you're in the blood habitation. You're in the habitation with Christ. That's why he said to the church of Laodicea, if any man will open the door, if we'll, I will come in. And I will sup with him and he with me. I'll feed him while he feeds me. I will... I will eat the same thing he's eating and I will feed him with the same thing that I have because guess what? We can't eat what we've been eating because we're in a new territory. We're in a new era. We're in a new place. Yes, sir. I don't understand, pastor. I don't understand what you're saying. I want you to take these scriptures. I want you to study them because they're going to change your world the next few weeks because Pharaoh had issued a rule. To kill all the firstborn of Israel. Because while they were living in Egypt, they had become so powerful. And he knew if they became too powerful, he would have to have problems in the kingdom. And guess what? The enemy knows that you are the problem. And that's the reason why the enemy is trying to shut down the churches. He's trying to erupt our worship. He's trying to get us to come down. He's trying to get us to sit down. He's trying to get us to shut up. He's trying to get us not to speak the word because this is the year of the, this is the decade of the pay and the mouth has got to declare what God has declared over it. And he said, you gotta shut that up. You gotta set that down. You gotta kill that out. We don't want no new king coming to fruition. We don't want no deliverer raised up in this kingdom. So the enemy understood the fact that there was a deliverer coming. King Pharaoh knew that there was a deliverer arising. It was time for one. You think he knew the word? He didn't, but the devil did. So Satan puts in his heart. Destroy the deliverer. Destroy the deliverer. Is this not what's going on in America today? Destroy the voice. Why are the babies getting killed? Because he's trying to destroy the voice. He's trying to destroy the next generation that's going to lead this church, the church of Jesus Christ, out of bondage and into the next level. Because we got a generation of prophets that's arising. God is dealing with kids that are four and five and three and four and five years old to prophesy. They don't know what they're doing, they don't have a clue. They haven't been taught, they haven't been. But God is dealing with them. They got prophetic coming out of them, and now the enemy's trying to channel it. You ever wonder why Disney has woke up on the fact that evil needs to be promoted? That... That psychic needs to be promoted on Disney Channel. That zombies and all kinds of this craziness and uh, all this psychic stuff has to be promoted on Disney. You know why? Because prophets are arising. And if he can mess it up and turn it around and flip it up on, on God, he can do because he knows there's a generation that's arising up that's going to prophesy and he's going to fall and he's going to become dangerous. And he's gonna become, he's gonna fall down. He knows what's about to happen and he's doing everything he can while the church sits oddly by and says nothing about it because we're too afraid of the king's command. We think more about what the king says than what about God says. I'm not being mean this morning. I'm just saying we're up against the system. Therefore, Pharaoh set up a system. The midwives were supposed to kill the baby if it was a boy when he was born. And the midwives said, you can't do that. So he was being mocked by the midwives. They were saving them. But Moses' parents had faith to see a purpose in their child, a potential in their child. He was still a baby. He, he was the most beautiful thing ever. And before you saw it in yourself, he, he, he saw the potential. He saw the, they saw the goodness. They saw the proper. They saw the prophetic. They saw the inclination of maybe even, I don't know what they saw, but they knew in their heart, this was a special one that Pharaoh can have. So they saved him and they hid him for three months. And I love what they did. She takes him to the place that they were drowning and puts him in a boat that floated. Come on, on the same river that they were throwing their kids in to the devil, she throws him out there in a safe place, in the ark. No one, Why does she call it an ark? Because that's what Noah called his. And that's what Jesus called the one in the tabernacle is the ark. I think it has a representation that as long as you're in the place of habitation, you're safe. Even though you might be on the waters that destroys all the other babies, your baby's safe because it's in the ark of God. It's a safe place. So why, what do we do with our children? We toss them on the, in the ark. Why? Because... Ecclesiastes says, cast your bread on the water, and after many days, it shall come back to you. That's what John, uh, John I can't remember her name. But anyway, <laughs> y'all know, Moses' mom, Jochebed, that's it. Jochebed, Moses' mother, cast her bread, her son, on the water. And a few days later, here comes the daughter, back with the baby, and says, mom, The queen has picked up the baby. The princess, has the king's daughter has picked up your kid and says she wants you to train it, wants you to nurse it. wants you. Mm, I can just see old Jacob doing a turnaround right in the middle of the living room because you understand she cast her bread on the water and she threw it out, but she didn't quit on it. She didn't give up on it. She cast it out. She said, I know I might not ever see it again. I know it might not. It might float down so far down the river. I'll never get a hold of it. But God, your hand is on my child. And I'm not going to quit on him. I'm not going to give up on him. I put him in a safe place. I put him in the hands of God. I may never see him again. But I know that I know that I know that he's coming back. He's coming. It's not part of my message. I'm still talking about the significance of the promise. You've got to have significance in your promise or you'll quit. You'll give up on it. You can't quit on something God has given you word on. And if you don't understand, you're not a kid anymore. We're not babies in here anymore. I know I'm talking to the choir this morning. But we're not babies anymore. We're not kids anymore. So we don't just quit. Look at the three Hebrew children. They ain't bowing. That sister so and so, she's back there standing, just looking square you and eye. and she ain't bowing. But they wasn't bowing either, cause they seen them. Come on, some people they ain't going to bow, but they don't want. They, they'll sure tell on you if you do. You understand they're there to kick in kick you in the shins nearly bring you down, so therefore we talking about Moses and- jacobed jo- and his and, and, and Moses' father saw something beautiful in their child. Now, I want to, you to understand every person in this place has got something beautiful inside of you. You've got beautiful inside, and if you don't recognize that, you're going to quit every time somebody looks at you wrong because you don't recognize who you are. Guess what? Mama didn't make you beautiful. Daddy didn't make you beautiful. Your family didn't have anything to do with it. It is a God-given power and anointing that is He's put in you that made you who you are. So you've got to recognize that no person gave you your beauty, so no person can pull that out of you or no b- person can take that away from you. You've got to realize who you are in Christ or you're going to be quitting every time you turn around. So you've got to make an, a statement this morning. I know who I am. I remember I had an aunt. She's gone on to be with the Lord now. But no, when I was in school, I was such a rascal when I was a kid that none of the teachers wanted anything to do with me. I went to a Christian school, and they didn't want nothing to do with me. They said, put him in somebody else's class. My aunt, my daddy's youngest sister, took me in her class, and she said, I will do deal with him because I believe that God has a special calling on his life. And she drilled that into me every day in class. She would tell me, God has a special calling for your life. God has something he wants to do with you. And it is because of that lady that I'm here today because she believed in me even when sometimes my parents didn't believe in me. She believed in me even when my grandma didn't believe in me. She believed in me even when other people didn't believe in me. She believed I could be somebody. She believed that God called me to be somebody. I am who I am today because of Julia Finney. She is the person that I loved, I cherished. When she died, I think that hurt me the worst of any of my dad's siblings or my mom's siblings that it hurt me so bad. And I went down there to see her right, after, right before she passed away. And this is what I asked her that day because she had cancer. The same time I was diagnosed with cancer, she had cancer. She was dying. And I went to her bedside and I said, Aunt Julia, I got to ask you one thing. She said, oh, I already know what you came to ask. She said, but ask me. And I said... I want to know, is there anything else that you have to do before God calls you home? And she said, I knew that's what she's going to ask. She said, no. She said, getting ready to leave, to go to heaven, is like going on a trip. They went every year to my uncle's home in Ohio, in Holmes County, Ohio. They went every year to Holmes County for Christmas. And they packed, but they had to pack light because they flew. And so she knew how to pack light. She said, I know how to pack light. I know how to do that. But she said, this is like no other trip ever because instead of packing, I'm unpacking. Because she said, I'm not carrying anything with me. And I want to leave everything here. That I won't need over there. And I never have forgotten her words. To me that morning. She said I've always believed in you. And I'm going to say this. I want to see you again. On the other side. And she says so. Until then. And that was her signature song. Until then. My heart will go on singing. Until then. I'll carry on until the day my eyes behold that city. Every now and then I'm seated in my truck and I can see Aunt Julia. She sang that last verse of that song and she said, like the wings of a waiting eagle, I'm released. And she would do this, destined for the sky. And so I could see her doing that while she's singing because she made such an impression on me to know who I was and who God called me to be. If you've got a person in your life that was like that, hold on to what they spoke into you. Hold on to what somebody spoke into your life because that beauty nobody can take away from you. I don't care how bad they look at you. I don't, know how, I don't care how bad they talk about you. I don't care how many things they say about you. Now, guess what? You can't make me quit because I got a place I got to be. I got a spot I got reserved that's waiting on us. So this is why Moses didn't quit because his parents taught him not to quit. So you understand this is the significance. This is the significance. So I'm done. God has a special place for you. At the time she was saying this to me, it was just in baby form. I was a brat. And a rascal. Sometimes still am. I'm learning to let it all go. But you understand what I'm saying. Your parents, your, that, if what was in Moses was in baby form. And see, his parents had faith. To see his significance. They had faith to see. He's going to be a proper child. He's going to be who God called. He's going to be who God chosen. I want you to in 2022. Have faith to see the significance. Of your calling. What God's called you to. What God has put you in. What God has placed you in. Whether it's feed my sheep. Whether it's uh, praise and worship. Whether it's uh, um, kingdom ministry. Whether it's. uh, uh Celebrate recovery. Whatever it is that is going on in this house that you're a part of, guess what? It is significant, and you've got to have faith to see I'm significant. God is raising me up for such a time as this. It may be hidden. It may be hidden. It might be something that you don't have. But I want, to, I want us to get the fact that so many things, some of the things that are most significant in your life are hidden for that very reason. Come on, you, you, you all know, and I've made this statement many times, but every one of us know that the things that are most precious in the earth are not laying on top. Come on, diamonds, you've got to dig for them. Gold, you got to dig for it. Coal, you got to dig for it. All kinds of things that we use in our world that is significant is always hidden. It's not just laying for anybody to grab. And this is the same way with us in this building. There is significance in you. You got to have faith to see that. And so that's what we're going to talk about next week. If the Lord tarries and the Lord's willing, we're going to talk about significance being hidden, the hidden significance in us, and we're going to and we're going to move through this pretty slow, because I want us to get a reason not to quit. I want us to get a reason not to give up. You got to know who you are in 2022. This crowd right here and in this church that calls. Christian worship center, their home. I want to see you all back in 2023. Amen? I want to see you back with more in 2023 than what you got right now. I want to see you shouting this pew down. I want to see us having to move the pews out because we don't have room for the power of God to move. Because this is what we're excited about. This is what we're expecting. But to get there, we have to purpose in our heart. I have hidden significance. I'm going to keep it hidden. I'm going to keep it under wraps so, until God's ready to reveal it. And this is what Jochebed and his and Moses' father decided they were going to do. They were going to hide it. For three months, they hid it. And if you don't understand the hidden significance that you have in you right now, I want to tell you what that is. How many remembers us talking about the hidden bet in the year 2022, in the year 5782? The hidden bet in the pay. There is a hidden bet. Hidden Jesus. That's the sign. Hidden in the church that's about to be revealed in 2022, it's hidden right now. I mean, it's it's undercover because it's had to be. It's had to be a little hidden because there's people that are under trying circumstances right now to see if they're going to be ready. God's not going to just pour out the miracles on somebody's not ready. He's going to have to hide a minute. Come on, he's not going to pour out miracles on a mess. Because he would just have a miraculous mess. And that wouldn't help anybody. Because we'd still be the way living the way we're living. Doing the way we're doing. Acting the way we're acting. And guess what? He cannot bless a mess. So he's got to fix the mess in order to send the miraculous. But that's what he's doing. He's hiding in you. Because he's fixing you from the inside out. Amen? So don't quit. Don't give up. Let's get ready to run. Amen? I want us to stand. Lord, I thank you for your holy presence in this place right now. And God, I thank you for this group of people that is in this house. And Lord, I know that you've hidden yourself in us so that we could stay alive. And God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would infuse your spirit, your power, your anointing in this group of, in this body of believers. Lord, we may be hidden right now. We may be wondering what's going on. What's happening? What is, how are we making a difference? Lord, we have got so much hunger in this place. so much power and anointing in this place that sometimes we wonder why it's not happening quick enough. It's not happening powerful enough. And we've got our eyes so on the miraculous that we forget the significance of what's hidden in us. But God... Let us look, let us look inward, and let us see you. Let us feel your presence, and let us be overpowered by you, and overcome by you, and overwhelmed by you. Lord, that when we speak, it's you. When we sing, it's you. When we minister, it's you. Because you are the hidden significance in us. God, it was you that was in Moses. And he had to grow up before he realized it. Help us, Lord, to realize it now. That you are the God of the universe. You are the God of Abraham. You're the God of Isaac. You're the God of Jacob. You're the God of us, and we praise you for that, and we glorify your name right now. If you're in this place, you need prayer this morning, I beg you to come on up here. Hallelujah. The presence of God is in this house right now. If you need a miracle, if you need strength, if you need help, oh, there's people that are pray with you right this, this minute in this house. But I want to ask you this morning, the first Sunday of the year, it's for you to recognize the significance of what's inside of you recognize before you quit that there's a god inside of you moses finally had to come to a come to a realization i can't do this but i'm telling you when moses removed his shoes he recognized that he couldn't feel the shoes that he needed to fill. You know what he did? He stepped out of his shoes and let God in them. And when he went to King Fa- King Pharaoh, he was able to let loose a snake. <laughs> pick it up and it turned into a rod again. Because somebody else was in his shoes. Come on, you gotta let God in your shoes. You gotta realize who's how significant he is. You can't in twenty twenty two. But step out of your shoes and say, God, you feel them. And when you put them back on, it'll be God. I mean, he's ready for it to be God? Come on, it's, it's got to be God this year. It can't be us. It's got to be God. And Lord, right now as Christian Worship Center, we are letting you be God. We are stepping out of our shoes that we feel for so long. And we're saying, God, you step in. You fill us. You be with us. You be empowered in us. Come on this morning. Just let him be God for a minute. Come on. Focus on him. Dwell on him for a second. Hallelujah. Just take your time. Brother Charlie's coming. He's going to lead us in prayer and take our prayer request. But I want you to just take a minute. Take a minute this morning. Take a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I want you in me. I want you to overtake me.